Hello everybody, this is Terry and Renee Mize. Hello everyone. We want to give you a quick missionary minute. You know, anytime I'm in the jungle, and of course I've been in the jungle for 51 years of third world missionary evangelism. That's right. Anytime I'm in beautiful jungle and uh, just God's creation and uh, all the things that are in there, some things are nice, some things are not so nice. Uh, It always reminds me of when I was 18 years old and I was in the jungles of Panama living with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes. And uh, there were witch doctors there, lots of witch doctors in the jungle. And so the tribal people had told me, they said, now listen, if you come down the path, because you know, through a jungle, there may be only one trail. And they said, if you're coming down the trail and you meet uh, another group, if it's a witch doctor, you need to step off the trail because the law of the jungle is always the greatest man maintains the trail and the weaker man gets off the trail and lets the greater man pass. And I said, well, that's not going to happen because I am the greater man, so I'm not stepping off the trail. He can step off the trail. And uh, and that happened several times when I was down there, just as an 18-year-old. Of course, I've gotten a lot meaner and a lot tougher since then and got a lot more confidence in God, but I have never stepped off the trail for a witch doctor. I will never step off the trail for a witch doctor and listen in your life don't you do that either cancer is coming at you that's right disease is coming at you if some gunman or robber or shooter is coming at you don't you step off the trail you double down on the name of jesus and the word of god and you be what god called you to be more than a conqueror amen we love you god bless you thank our partners for sending us around the world so we can preach the gospel and help people and lift them up and get them saved and get them blessed and get them helped and cause them to be more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries program. We are so glad to have you here today on More Than Conquerors. And we're going to talk to you about some ways that you can conquer (laughs) and one more method of winning. And that's what the whole Bible is all about, really, Terry, you know, is to give us alternative roadmaps to winning. It's not just one way. But there are methods, and there are and there are testimonies, and there is information, and there are there is direction from the Word of God to show you how to win in any circumstance in life, and how to overcome the attacks of life, and just the sorrow and the grief and the disappointments and the and all of the things that um, you know you you can't even you don't even have any control over your DNA. <laughs> you know, um, you're just Seriously. out there. You were just plopped down into this earth and here you are to try to figure it out and know how to succeed in life. When I found out um, as I was growing up in church, I, I was I was taught a lot of great scripture. I was surprised at how much scripture I actually knew when I got to Bible college. Mm-hmm. And they were pulling out scriptures, and I was well familiar with a lot of them because I had been well taught in the church that I grew up in. But then 
we were around, we were talking about this, Terry, that we were around a lot of faithful people, but not always people of faith. No. And because and there's a difference. Yeah, and there is there a some difference. There's great people of faith that really never got what you and I would call the faith message. There's the certainly faith. great people of faith. They can believe God. And we need it all. But they never latched into what we're talking about. Right. You don't want to be a faith-filled person and be an unfaithful person. And you don't want to be a faithful church-going person and still don't know anything about how to use your faith. No. That would be terrible to be in a church for 30 years, never miss a service, raise your kids there, be a tither, be a giver, and you still don't know how to believe God for supernatural things well, in your like life. like you've said so many times, you're just raising this marvelous, wonderful, great church in Shreveport right. uh, that, that, that had all kind of the best ministers in the world through That's there. That's right. And, uh, and, and in fact, Brother Copeland refers to it all the time when he's preaching. Jerry Savelle, Jerry Savelle refers to it all the right. time when he's preaching. We talk about it all. It's a yes, great church. Yes. And then you went to a great Pentecostal Bible school, and yes. yet, you, yet you didn't know how to believe God for a loaf of bread. Didn't know how to believe God for a loaf of bread, you, you and I'm sure that was faith my fault. And love God and believe God, but you didn't know how to right. activate faith. Well, and you didn't know. Uh, I think that the platform or the or the boundaries or or any guidelines about it. I stepped out in faith, I, you know, yep, to yep, go to Bible yep, college yep, sure. and leave uh, some opportunities there in my hometown, and then I stepped out in faith. To serve there at the school and believe God for my tuition, I stepped out in faith. But then I think, Terry, there was still so much fear or trepidation uh, that that all of my prayers were more begging. <laughs> well, and it was based on a lot of hope, too. Yes. We would, um, we would do things back then, those days, what we were taught, like, well, go ahead and do something for God, like go to Bible school. Right. And then hope God will... Fix it and hope right, God will help you. Right. And trust trust would be a better word. Trust. Trust God would help you. Well but and you, you didn't we didn't we didn't know how to take the word like a weapon right. and a tool right. and, and apply it and, and make things work. As Terry Terry's gonna talk about some things here today. Some of you may have already heard uh, him preach on this thing, but this topic, but it is absolutely stunning that you can be in some of the most hopeless situations in life and yet Find a way to believe God, and God gets you out of trouble. Yeah, I mean that's just stunning to me. Oh, you know that you could have been disobedient, a failure, and somehow find your way back into thinking right, acting right, believing right, and God just pick up where you left off and just help you get through the thing and help you survive uh, sometimes your own life and your own choices and God figure out a way to help you. So when Terry talks about this today, you know, our attitude here on the program is just to encourage you, help you, uh, strengthen your faith, entice you <laughs> to believe God so that you don't stay where you are. The worst thing that could happen to you would, would be to stay the way you are this week and not be any better next week. The Lord wants oh, you to grow from glory to glory, from faith absolutely. to faith, and, and it really it's in joy and in peace and all the things that He wants you to have. So we're going to talk about these great things from the Word of God out of a sort of a little unknown book on how it reads. People talk about Jonah, uh, you know, to, uh, in conversation, and you even hear it uh, out in the world. They'll refer to, you know, that was as bad as Jonah being swallowed by the whale mm -hmm. or something like mm -hmm. that. But people don't really know the truths that are in there. A lot of folks do not understand that. And Terry was really the first person I ever heard preach this, and it gave us such hope in our church um, there in Corpus Christi, where my first husband and I were pastoring, that this message alone, Terry, just take it away. Talk about it. It's so fabulous. Well, it really is. And, uh, you know, we've all, I guess everybody's been taught 
something about Joan, Joan all her life. We've always heard yeah. the stories and always, right. you know, somebody's bad luck or something. Oh, they're a Jonah <laughs> or somebody you don't want around. Oh, no, they're a Jonah. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's almost become a byword and a proverb, the Bible yes, says. Yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, and yet, you know, God showed me some things about Jonah uh, years ago. And uh, I just thought, you know, uh, it's one of the greatest faith books in the Bible. Right. No, it is. And Jonah made a couple of the most famous, or not famous, they're not well known, so they're not famous, but one of the most powerful yeah, profound and statements and of faith. profound statements yeah. of faith that I've ever seen, Old Testament or New Testament. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely powerful. And yet most preachers, when they preach on Jonah, um, and they do it right, they don't do it wrong, but it's just that they major, every preacher I guess I've ever heard preach on Jonah goes at it for me to the, the obedience and disobedience part, which is vitally right, important. Right, right. Uh, and then they go to the to the praising and thanking God part. And most everybody says it was the praising God and thanking God that got him out of the fish's belly. And uh, But the Lord showed me something else entirely. And uh, I, I just, uh, we've been talking the last several weeks about uh, my legacy series. We're producing right. a series that we're calling the Legacy Series, right, right. and it should be ready this this next month. Uh, and you can get a hold of it by going to terrymiles.com yeah. or, or, or talking, you know, probably October, uh, and going into uh, going into my uh, uh, going into the office. You yeah. can call the office, or you can go to terrymiles.com and get it. But anyway, um, but we're talking about four different series here. We're talking. We're talking about where the word of the king is with power. We're talking about salvation is of the Lord, which right, is what we're going to talk right. about today. We're talking about who do you say Jesus is, which we're going to mm. talk about next week or the week after, if I can get through this one today. And then uh, we talk about uh, whatever the fourth one was. We've already talked about it. Was it. Five. No, there was four of them. Yeah, there were, no, I'm talking about five. The five things. Oh yeah. About oh yeah. The, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, how to live stable and unstable, unstable times. times. You'd think I'd have notes, <laughs> but uh, but that's going to be the legacy series. And so yes. we've talked about two of them. Right. And so today we want to talk about a third one, and then we want to get into either next week or the week after. Right. Finish up with 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 the last one. But but in Jonah, uh, I always laugh and tell people when I preach on this, if I'm in the pulpit, you know, and I and I say, well, open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Because I figured they can't find Jonah. I said, "Open your Bibles to the Book of Matthew, and then turn left, right, and go eight books, yeah. and uh, and you'll find Jonah." And and I tell people, you know, when you get to heaven, uh, Jonah's going to come up and hug your neck, shake your hand, and welcome you to heaven. Mm. And at some point in your conversation, he's going to say, "Did you read my book?" And most Christians are going to say, "I couldn't find it." And uh, we we need to read these books, even right. though they're small and little and. Uh, and people call them the minor prophets, but but, but God truth. put them in the Bible. The Holy Ghost put them in the Bible yes. because it trains us and teaches us something. Yes, and yes. we talked about this either last week or the week before on the program that the Bible, out of all the religions of the world, Christianity has the only holy book that tells our heroes failures as well as, as successes. No other, right. no, false no, no false gods would, would false tell their heroes failures. failures. You know, they tell their successes. Uh, but but God puts these stories in the Bible, these these testimonies, these lifestyles in the right. Bible so we can learn what not to do and learn what to do. To do. We see somebody Correct. that's been a great success. We say, hey, let's let's follow that. The Bible says follow those who through faith and patience right. have obtained the promise. And and then we see somebody that's messed up and had a failure. We say, let's don't do what they did. You <laughs> know, why right. reinvent the wheel? Yeah, why, right. why not learn uh, from people exactly. that have already been there done that? Exactly. And so with, with Jonah, and you can actually couple this with uh, 
this salvation is of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You can actually couple it with the one we talked about first several weeks ago, and and that is how to live stable and unstable times. Because in how to live stable and unstable times, we talked about there's five things that God acts, you respond, Satan reacts, you respond, God counteracts, and you win. And that's what happened with Jonah. God said, God acted. He said, Jonah, go to Nineveh and preach to them. Jonah responded the wrong way and said, nope, I'm not going to do it. And so here he gets in a storm and he's swallowed by a fish. And and then he responds again. And so God gets him out of it and and he he stays alive. Nineveh gets saved and Jonah gets mad about that, but at least he's alive. Uh, And and so uh, I've said jokingly for many, many years that there's a lot of stories in the Bible and a lot of chapters in the Bible that didn't have to be written. Right. You know, they were written that way, and I'm not going to change the Bible. We know what the Bible says about don't, don't add to or take away from the Word of God. But by the same token, we realize that some things just weren't necessary, just like some things in our lives weren't necessary. No, we could have right. avoided exactly. some pitfalls and avoided some problems had we just done right. what we were supposed to do. Right. So I, I've said this over the years. I said, you know, uh, really the book of Jonah, even though it's four books long, uh, <laughs> it really could just be five verses long. Right. I think that's phenomenal. If it was written the I way God wanted it written and the way God yeah. intended it to be written, right. uh, it, it, it would have gone like this, just five verses. It would have gone uh, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It says, Now the word of the Lord came into Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Then it would go to chapter 3 and verse 3. And so Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And then it would jump down to verse 5, so that the people of Nineveh uh, believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest uh, even to the least of them. And then it would drop down and end in verse 10. And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had due to them, and he did it not, and they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> so instead of being That's four right. books, That's right. it could just be five verses. Five verses. But, uh, of course, it's not five verses, it's four books. No, because no. Jonah responded wrong. He, 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 sure he said to him, saying, sure, Lord, I'm going to end up and preach. Right. He said, nope, I'm not going to. And so it caused all that other... Stuff to happen, but here Lots he of is. Detours and disobedience. Here he is now. He's in disobedience. For a prophet of God, that's the worst position you can be in. You're right. in disobedience to God. Right. But he's also in the belly of the whale. <laughs> he's also at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, insult to about twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Right. He's also wet. He's also cold. He's also miserable. Uh, it's dark in there. This is not Pinocchio's well. There's not a lamp and a table. Right. And him having a good time. No, no, no. This yeah. is so black. He can't see his hand in front of his face. Wow. Things are bumping into him, sliming around him. You don't know what else that whale's had to eat besides the prophet. But there could be eels or octopus or you know oh. squid or whatever else is in there with him right. that he can't see. He just feels. It stinks. I mean, oh, I'm a fisherman. Goodness. I've cut many a fish's belly open. They stink. And so he, so any sane person would have said to Jonah, "Hey, give up! <laughs> hey, there's no way out. There's, there's no, no help." And some of you are in that position right now. Some of you mamas of, of kids. Some of you, some of you dads. Some of you single people. Some of you, some of y'all are in a situation right now. It may be drugs. It may be alcohol. It may be, well, who knows what it is? But the devil's telling you, and your friends are telling you, there is no way out. I mean, you're you're done for. It's it's over. Uh, and, right. and, and I think nobody has been in the shape that Jonah's been in. That's right. 
and live to tell about it. And he was alone. Except Jonah. Can no you TV, imagine? No telephone. <laughs> can you imagine getting to heaven and talking to Jonah? Oh, my goodness, Terry. And then all of a sudden while you're talking, you say, hey, let me tell you my problems. And you tell him your little problem about the rent's been due for a month or, yeah, or right. you, you know, you've got this sickness or that problem. The Jonah just fall down and roll across heaven and just laughing, saying, you have got to be kidding me, honey. <laughs> you don't know what problems are. Let me tell you about problems, belly yeah, of the whale. That's exactly right. And so here he is in the belly of the whale, stink, dark, cold, wet, slime, right. miserable, bottom of the ocean no way out no help nobody no to talk to plus all you're around. out of the will of god it doesn't yes. get any better worse than that and all of a sudden jonah comes up with something in his spirit man and he makes this powerful 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 statement and he says they that observe lying vanities yes forsake their own mercy Wow. Can you imagine? I think that's got to be one of the greatest statements of it faith really is. in the entire Bible. I agree. He said, they, here he is in the belly of the well, the bottom of the ocean. There's no help. He's a dead man virtually. And right. he said, I refuse to accept this. I refuse to receive this as my reality. This is not my end. Right. I'm not dying in this fish's belly. I'm not dying at the bottom of the well. I'm going to Nineveh and preach. And he said, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercies. Wow. Now, I'm not what telling you that to, to, to deny sickness exists. I'm not saying, hey, deny cancer exists. Hey, deny the flu exists. Hey, deny broken bone exists. Don't, you're, not, you're not denying it. You're not doing that. But you are denying it to live in your body. That's right. See, Christians make the mistake where they realize that God in Romans chapter 4, talking about Abraham, it says that it says God calls things that are not right. as though they are. Exactly. So in other words, God calls things that aren't that way as though they are that way. That's right. So you're not healed, so God calls you God calls you healed. You're not <laughs> healed, right. God calls you healed. You're That's not right. prosperous, God That's calls right. you prosperous. But what people try to make out of that is they turn it around and start calling things that that are. Right. As, as though they're, they're not. not, right? And that's not what God does. God mm -hmm. calls things that are not as though they, though they as though they are, and, mm -hmm. and and they're calling people things that are not. They're <laughs> they're calling people things. They're calling things that are as though they're not. So I'm. I was sitting at dinner with a guy years and years ago, and one of his little kids ran up to the table, and he's, "Daddy, Daddy, I'm, my stomach hurts. You pray for me. Pray for me." He said, "Oh, go on. Your stomach doesn't hurt." And and, and he just sent him away. And I said, "Hey, son, come back here." I said, "Don't do that. Don't send your boy away and tell right. him." Your stomach doesn't hurt. I said, you need to call him back over here. I said, you're, you're trying to call things that are as though they're not. Right. What you need to do is call him over here and call him healed and pray for him. Uh, he came and That's asked right. for prayer. That's right. And, and so you need to teach him about that. So I That's called right. him back over there and laid hands on him and prayed for him. And uh, But we, we don't call things that, uh, that are as though they're not. We right. call things that are not as though they are. It's like calling your dog. He's not here. So you say, you say Spot, come. Right. <laughs> come. You know, and he and you call him from wherever he is. Well, we call a healing. <laughs> right. You know, we we call the kids. They're not there, but we call them. Say, Johnny, come home. And, and so, you know, we call things that are not as right. though they are. And so Jonah sits there and he said, I'm not going to receive this. I refuse to accept this. I absolutely am not giving in to this, and I'm not going to let this be my reality. They that observe lying vanities forsake their, their own, own mercy. mercy. I am not going to forsake my own mercy. Well, and then he makes what an this astounding statement. Then he makes this next marvelous statement. He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay that that I have vowed." 
And of course, the Bible doesn't tell us what he's vowed, except we know what he's vowed because we're preachers. Yeah. <laughs> and every preacher I know has vowed the same thing. Lord, That's I'll right. go where you want me to go want and preach where go. you want me to preach and, and say what you want me to say. And so exactly. God had told him to go to Nineveh, and he said, I'm not going to do it. So you know that's what he means <laughs> in the bottom of the, the ocean belly of the that's well when right. he says, I'm going to pay what I vowed. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm going to Nineveh and preach. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm sure. going to Nineveh. I'm not sure. giving up. This is not my end. Right. And then he made this powerful statement. He yes. said, salvation is of the Lord. Yes. And when he said that, Renee, God poked that fish, and it took him to the top of the water. It had been bad if he had just spit him out right. at 20,000 no. leagues under the sea. But he took him to the top of the water, took him all the way over to the shore, and the right shore on the way to Nineveh. That's right. And vomited him out. And I bet that prophet hit the ground running. I don't know if he even washed the vomit off or not. That's he just right. went. He went running Jesus, to Nineveh and preached. My goodness! Uh, but I tell you, I have used that phrase. Yes. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the For Lord. For so many, my, many my, my. years, I've yelled it, Renee. I've yelled it at the top of my lungs. I've been overseas in danger in places where they're trying to kill me where other things were going on and i've just yelled at the top of my lungs time and time and time and time and time again and god's delivered me delivered me delivered me delivered. i'm here one time <clears throat> jackie and i and our four kids were living in corpus with mm -hmm. you and dean we y'all had the church there and so we moved down there to be with you right and to to go to church uh y'all as our pastors mm -hmm. and while we were there you'll remember i had to go to new zealand and preach right right and the Lord dropped it in my heart to take my kids with me, take right. Jackie and all four kids. And so I just decided <laughs> to do that. But we didn't have the money. Right, right. And this we is just were I didn't tell anybody we didn't have the money. Yeah. I just prayed and believed in God. Didn't tell you and Dean didn't have the money. Right. We just prayed and believed God and said we were going, said we were going, said we were going, said we were going. And I did something that I don't recommend anybody else doing. You know, you know sometimes we do things in faith or do things that seems reckless. Uh, you need to know where your faith's at. Right. Because a baby Christian can do something just because they heard somebody else say they did it, and it doesn't work because their faith's not there. Right. But, you know, I'd been a Christian a long time and a minister a long time, and I knew where my faith level was. Right. I remember decades ago where the Copeland used to always say, don't be trying to believe God for a suit if you right. never believe God exactly. for a pair of socks. And exactly. some people just jump in and try to believe God for a you know, several yeah. thousand dollar suit and yeah. they never even believe for a pair of socks. So, right. so that's probably not going to work. You have to, you have to, you, and I, I have a yeah, tape series, no, really a, old tape series called Know Where Your Faith Level Is. Honing the skill. You, you need to know what your faith can produce. Exactly. And, and, and it'll grow, and it'll grow, and you grow it over the years yeah. and increase it over the years, but you don't just jump in and start with some <laughs> major, right. major thing. That's right. You know, I had a baby one time, dead baby, and the Jones of Guatemala, an American medical doctor with me, said, just tell the baby's dead. Well, I held her up for 12 hours. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have done that had I not been a seasoned minister right, that right. had been had raised the dead several times. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just, you know, and I just stayed with it for 12 hours. And after 12 hours, God raised her from the dead and she raised her up. And she's still alive today, you know. But uh, uh, you need to know where your faith level is. And so I knew where my faith level was. And I did something I don't recommend you doing. I took my American Express card. And paid for the tickets. And we were just flying coach. We weren't flying first class or anything. We were just flying economy class coach. But six of us, me and Jackie and four kids, to New Zealand and back. And then that day from Corpus Christi was $11,600. And that's a lot of money. Yes, it and, is. And we didn't have it. And, and you know, in American Express, you, you don't pay payments. You pay it all every month. You, you zero it out. Every month yes. you pay the whole thing off. So I plopped my American Express card down there for $11,600 and took off from New Zealand. 
And we were there five weeks. We preached all over the islands. Uh, I remember we rented a little van. Actually, I, yeah, I did rent a little van. Starts I borrowed one, but I, I did borrow it, but I paid the guy for it, so I rented it. Uh, and and we, we went to 17 towns, 17 churches wow. on both islands. I've taken you to New Zealand, taken you to both yes, islands. Yes. So we preached in 17 towns and 17 churches on both islands uh, for five weeks. And so we stopped in little tourist courts. Back then, they didn't have any big, nice hotels, just a little what we called a tourist court. And, uh, and of course, so we're paying for gas. We're paying for food. We're paying for hotels and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and of course, in my brain, the clock's ticking that this $11,600 is coming due. Well, And so uh, uh, I was, every day, I was just praying about it, every day. I didn't talk to Jackie about it much. And so um, I'd go out. I'd leave the hotel or the, the tourist court, the room, and I'd go walking down the road, and I'd get where nobody's around, and I'd just begin to yell, Salvation is of the Lord. That $11,600 is of the Lord. Right. Prosperity is of the Lord. Blessings are of the That's Lord. Right. Paying That's my right. bills are of the Lord. And I'd just yell that, yell right. that. And then I'd right. go back, and I'd be fine. Next day, I mean, I was doing this for, you know, the whole month. And uh, and so it's getting closer, tick, 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 tick. You know, the calendar's ticking away. And uh, the bill's coming due. Yes. And so all of a sudden, my secretary uh, back home calls me, and uh, and says, uh, uh, "Brother Terry said there's a there's a guy named so and so told me his name uh, that's a pastor of a church. Do you know him?" And I said, "Yeah, I know him." I said, "He's always been the youth leader, but the pastor had to step down, and and this young man took the church. He's right. now he's now the right. senior pastor." Right. And the and I said, "The church used to support me." Real heavily, they supported me. But when this young man took over, then he he cut all his mission support off. And she said, "Well, he's wanting. He needs prayer. He needs something. He needs to talk to you." And so uh, I said, "Okay, I'll call him." So I call him. And back in those days, you pay this long distance charges, you know. And I'm about to run out of <laughs> yes, time, so yes, I may yes. have to pick this up next week. But so I, I called him and finally got through to him. And, and I said, "Hey, buddy, it's Terry Myers." And he said, "Brother Terry." Praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're going. I'm watching the clock because I'm paying for a long-distance call from New Zealand. <laughs> and uh, and I said, what can I do for you, buddy? He said, "He said uh, you're in New Zealand. Well, I knew that already. And I said, yeah, what can I do for you? I thought he needed something. And he said, uh, you've got Jackie and all four kids with you. And I said, yes, I do. I knew that too. And he said, uh, that's got to be expensive. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm, I said, can I do something for you? What, what do you need, bud? Yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, he said, uh, I, 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 man, you're a real faith man. You really are a faith man. You, you practice exactly what you preach. I said, well, I tried to. I get, what can I do for you? And I'm watching the clock. And finally, he said, the Lord woke me. Uh, he said, I need to know how much you, how much you, uh, your, your, your tickets cost. And I said, well, I don't tell people my needs. I mean, God meets my needs. He said, no, no, no. He said, God woke me up. He said, God spoke to me and said, Terry Mize is in New Zealand. He took his wife and all four kids with him. It's expensive. And I want you to pay for their airfare. He says, well, I need to know how much it is. Wow. And I said, well, it's $11,600. And he said, I'll have the check in the mail this week. And sure enough, he did. And uh, paid for that. And I just went around smiling and said, salvation is of the Lord. Of the Lord. Of the Lord. I want to pick this up next week because I've got some other things to say about this. We're down to a minute left. So, uh, But I, I tell you, Renee, yelling, screaming, <laughs> believing, praying, salvation is of the Lord around the world. Right has worked for me time and time again with major happenings, major oh, miracles. Right. And that's going to be part of that legacy series. Now we're going to, we're going to have four, four, 
I hate to just call them sermons, but four words from God that God gave me uh, that, that has just changed nations and peoples and done miracles. And, and I, I'll, I'll pick it up on this again next week, but then that series will be ready next week, the legacy, next month, the legacy series. Well, as you say, all of your material, none of it is uh, no theory. theory. No theory. It's all tried and proven. And we're just so delighted that we can share these things with you and help you understand that God always has a higher way of doing things. You don't have to be stuck with your circumstances. Even in the most dire, hopeless situations, God has a way out. Amen. Well, as always, we are here to tell you and remind you, as Paul said, and what you know, uh, we are what? More than than conquerors conquerors. and a king and a priest. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.